and welcome to the Vet Times podcast. My name is Lacey Pitcher and I am a registered veterinary nurse and the editor of VN Times. In these shortcasts, recorded with some wonderful referral veterinary nurses, we'll be discussing how they got where they are in their careers and their advice for nurses considering a career in referrals. Hello, uh, my name is Georgia Vinyl. I am currently the head surgical services nurse at Bristol Vet Specialist, which was previously known as Highcroft Referrals in Bristol. Thank you so much. So there are so many misconceptions in regards to referral nursing and access to mm-hmm. referral nursing that it's been really lovely to speak to nurses who have explored routes to referral. But I wondered, how did you get into referral nursing yourself? Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Until I did my degree. So I did my degree at Bristol University. Um, I left straight from A-levels and did uh, veterinary nursing and bioveterinary sciences um, at Bristol Uni. And then until I'd moved to university, I didn't even really know about referral as as an entity, to be honest, until I rotated around their hospital as part of my degree. So I did a year's clinical practice as my third year at uni, and I did six months at the University of Bristol Hospital, and I did six months out in first opinion practices so I got a range of experience um I was really lucky at the end of my degree I was the first intake of um nursing graduate program that Langford Vets or Bristol University started which was amazing so we finished um the degree and went straight into clinical work and rotated around the hospital so we did a bit of every discipline we did a month in surgery a month on wards a month on theater a month of anesthesia a month of medicine so we could explore over that year all of the individual disciplines find out where we want to specialise, but also get make sure that those day one skills are nicely nestled and under our belt before we start looking at specialisation. So that's how I ended up going into referral. And the rest is history, really. As one of the first cohort of graduate programmes, how did you find that? Did you find it helpful? I did. I really did. Um, Obviously, when we do our training as SVNs, we get a lot more responsibility passed on to us from the first opinion practices. And as much as I loved first opinion, my real interest was sparked in referral. I originally thought I'd be a medicine nurse. And I have to tell you, when I first started my graduate programme, I walked into the five theatres with all their new kit, their shiny new tools, all the things I had absolutely no idea about. And I burst into tears on my first day. I thought, I'm never going in that theatre again and it's just bizarre how entering somewhere with a supportive network and a supportive setting actually made my career in surgery blossom so from going to absolutely hating it on day one to not wanting to do anything else now six years on is absolutely mind-boggling but it was it was the support I got while I was in that role and the people that I worked with that made me stick with it which was awesome So for nurses considering referral, whether Mm. that be right at the beginning of their career or later on, what one piece of advice would you give um, for people considering even dipping a toe into referral careers? Just go for it, I think, is is the main thing. We've we've just moved, well, we're literally about to move to a massive um, new build flagship hospital. So, of course, we've had to recruit loads more nurses to join our team. And I would say the majority of them are first opinion nurses. And as far as we're concerned, really, my main thing is as long as you've got about a year's worth, at least, of good, solid first opinion practice under your belt, preferably in a slightly larger vet, a slightly larger hospital, and 
you're confident, you're willing to learn, and you're more than happy to say when you don't understand something, we're more than happy to take you on and nurture you. I mean, there's some roles that, you know, kind of neurology, ophthalmology that are a little bit more niche and require a little bit more training beforehand. But if it's something you're interested in, you know, get in, come visit people in referrals. We love to show you around the hospitals. Uh, You know, I, I can say that for nearly all referral nurses. We love to let you see what's part of behind the scenes there. And what you'll notice is, yes, there's loads more interesting stuff to do. And there's lots more responsibility than you would get in first opinion. But actually, it's a really nurturing environment. And it's not much different to what you're currently doing. It's just more specialised, which you learn on the job. And if you love it, you'll want to learn more and you'll just get better and better. People may be a bit dubious about taking the first step, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with going, as you say, and seeing behind the scenes. And a day seeing practice counts as CPD. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, All that clinical brilliant. discussion. Yeah. So there really is nothing to lose by just being curious about what's out there. And I think it's really lovely when you see someone else being shown around and nurses sharing their passions and wanting to share their knowledge is pretty special. So we need to encourage more nurses to just have a look. And if they decide that referral isn't for them, they've got a really good insight for their patients that will be going potentially to referral at later dates. So it's kind of win-win, isn't it? Yeah, free CPD. You might realise you want to move there. We might get a fantastic nurse out of it. You can't go wrong, really. My name is Tawny. I work at a referral centre in West Yorkshire um, and I'm an RVN who currently works. Well, I I work all over the hospital, um, but generally I have a surgical bias, particularly in the soft tissue team. And how did you get into the referral field? It was almost by happy accident. Um, I mean, I I was maybe two, maybe three years qualified um, and I happened to be reading um, the VN Times um, in in the staff room on my dinner. Um, And I just saw a little um, snippet of an article at the bottom that said that there was a new practice that was being opened up um, and it was going to be a referral and it was going to be in the Yorkshire area. And I thought that's amazing. How interesting. Um, And I was sort of looking for new opportunities but I would have never applied I was too frightened to apply as a permanent nurse and so I was already on my way to branching out as a locum to try and get a little bit more experience I already had plenty of like first opinion experience under my belt and we saw our fair amount of um, clients who were tight in terms of money and things like that but I wanted a little bit more I want to do some night shifts I want to do some day shifts I want to um, work for charities I want to work overseas and I wanted a little bit more flexibility So I branched out and set myself up as a locum. And in doing that, I found this practice that I had spotted in the VN Times and saw that they needed a locum. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And if I like them, I like them. That's it. They have no obligation to hire me again if they don't like me. Um, I'm my own person and I'm just going to go in there, do what I do best and nurse. Um, And I did. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, on day one, they had me cleaning the um, hip replacement kit, which was the most intimidating thing. Um, But I did it like there was honestly, there was so much equipment. There was three different boxes and maybe 30 to 40 different pieces of kit per box. Um, And having, yes, I did do the orthopedic equipment in one of my previous jobs. Um, I had never seen anything like that. 
the fact that they had um, a kit washer, like an actual, basically a dishwasher, um, blew my mind. Um, And then they asked me back again for, I only had two shifts booked, I think. And yeah, they asked me back again. And I said, yeah, that would be great. And I basically was there almost semi-permanent, very reliable locum for about nine months. Um, And then as the practice grew, they um, made me aware that they were looking for permanent nurses. And I thought, no, I I want to locum and go and gain experience. And I don't want to work in referral all the time. No, I want to go and do a little bit of everything. Um, And after nine months, I finally caved and actually decided I love the workload. I love the standard of care. I love my team. Um, And so I, I stayed. And so nearly three, three and a half years later, um, I'm still there working with the same team and we've grown exponentially since I first started. And even during that nine months, because I had my foot in the door and had grown a little bit in confidence working in that like newly set up, reasonably small for a referral centre um, practice, as a locum, I branched out and went and worked at other referral practices. And so I sort of knew what flavour of referral I liked. Um, I liked something where I could do a bit of everything, a little bit of multidisciplinary. And yeah, so I I basically found my unicorn practice as a locum and decided to stay. But if you'd have told me as a newly qualified nurse or as a couple of years qualified, oh yeah, you're going to be a permanent nurse fully employed in a referral practice, I would have never believed you because going for a job interview for that was deemed too scary. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And it makes my locum heart happy. The ability to locum and as you say, try those practices there's no one fits all. And I think to be able to try them and choose to stay is actually really powerful. Yeah, it was lovely. And I think that was almost what I wanted, but I didn't realise that that was what I wanted when I set out locoming was I knew that I wanted experience in different places. I just didn't really know where I wanted to be. Um, And so the more I sort of flittered around between different practices, um, I actually developed and learned that it wasn't just I mean, baby me, baby nurse me thought that I um, really enjoyed um, orthopaedics and inpatient care. And it's not that I don't enjoy those things. It's just that that's not where my passion lies. And so by working in referral, especially in a multidisciplinary place like where I am now, I know that anaesthesia is my passion, critical care and things like that. And it very much has helped me pin down what I'm good at, um, which has then driven me to do external qualifications. Um, Like I'm doing my anaesthesia certificate at the moment. Amazing. Um, So, yeah. If you could go back and you could give one piece of advice to nurses considering careers in referral, what would be your one kind of gold nugget that you would impart on other nurses? I think I would probably say just reach out. It doesn't have to be your first contact with a referral centre you want to work at doesn't need to be you applying for a, I don't know, referral nursing manager position that they have. That doesn't need to be your first contact with them. Don't assume that you have to go in like guns are blazing and behave and act um, and carry yourself like one of the big dogs. That's not where anybody started. Everybody starts at the bottom. And so if your first contact with your um, referral centre of choice, or even if if it's the referral world in general, if you've never even seen the inside of a referral practice, send them an email and see if they do like a shadowing day or something similar. I've been to, um, as a student, I've been to referral centres just to be shown round because they did um, sort of an evening CPD talk. Uh, me and my colleagues, um, my student fellow students at the time, 
Um, we went to the evening CPD talk. They give you a tour of the hospital. You sit there and think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then it sort of sparks a little bit that you want to know more. Is this somewhere that I could see myself working? Is this somewhere that I do want to work? But equally, if you see the inside and think, oh my gosh, this is really scary, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like it, something can be scary and it can still be beneficial. Thank you so much. I think it's really lovely to hear how something so small as reading an article has changed the course of your career. And it's those tiny moments in our careers that we probably don't give the credit they need. But it's wonderful to hear. And, you know, if you go to those those open evenings, those CPD events, even if people have decided that referral at that time isn't for those, that insight is invaluable to the pet carers that we see and the patients that we'll be referring. So there really is nothing to lose by yeah. just being curious. Yeah. And it's nice to see like if you let's say you always um, see complex cases and they just disappear off the face of the earth and then you get a referral letter and you think, oh, well, I hope that dog's doing well. But you've got no idea what a PRAA is or anything, how you would treat it or anything like that. Read the referral letter when it comes back make a mental note of who that patient is and try and dig in a little bit more into the case. So even if you're in general practice and let's say you want to go into referral, but it's not feasible at this point in your career, just make a mental note to try and dig into those that you do send to referral, follow up on them, find out a bit more about the case um, and maybe even write a piece for the VN Times about it. Um, And then everybody can have a little bit more knowledge in that area. My name is Andy Bell. I am a registered veterinary nurse and I have a certificate in emergency critical care. My current role is the director of operations for the Veterinary Thought Exchange, which is a UK CPD based company. But just prior to that, I was the uh, practice director of a dermatology referral clinic. And it's the only standalone dermatology referral clinic in the whole of the UK. One of the things that I was really passionate about when we started planning this series of podcasts is that we included dermatology and the power the nurses can have in dermatology referral. But I found it incredibly tricky to find a dermatology nurse. So how did you get into the referral field? How did you find your way into dermatology? So I, um, after a long career in banking, decided to go back and retrain as a vet nurse in my, I'm going to say, early 30s. And as part of my vet nurse training, um, I was employed by Edinburgh Vet School. And so that was really the start of my life in referral, which as part of our NPL, we had to rotate around different departments. And I guess it just gave me a really good understanding and grounding of all the different discipline areas that we had to kind of rotate around. And that was quite nice. I, I enjoy all aspects of veterinary nursing. So at the time, I didn't have a particular area that I wanted to focus on. However, there were two areas I did not want to go into. One was exotics and one was dermatology. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So dermatology for me was a snooze fest. I just, you know, sticky tape and slides wasn't really, it wasn't sexy enough and exciting enough for me. (laughs) And exotics, I don't know, it just was a bit creepy. So I didn't really like that. (laughs) And then bizarrely, I took a year off to spend with my children and then COVID hit and I received a phone call one day just to say, could you come and help us out at this clinic for a friend of a friend? And I went and helped out and it kind of changed my whole thoughts about not just referral nursing, but also dermatology. It was possibly one of the busiest places I've ever worked. Wow. And it was 
it was a million miles away from, I guess, the often slow paced world of educational referral. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was just, it was very different than what I was expecting it to be. And I loved it. Do you think part of that enjoyment for the dermatology field was who was teaching you? Because I've never thrived in lab, for example, but I've not been around someone enthused and passionate about teaching lab. So it's Mm. one of the areas that I probably steer away from more than I could. You have to remember as well, this was like the bang in the middle of COVID. So I kind of, you know, I came in here and it, it was people waiting at the door and bringing clients in. And most, you know, educational referral will see three to five cases a day, you know, the dermatology was seeing each clinician was seeing maybe eight to twelve cases a day each. Oh wow! And doing proced- and doing procedures as well. So it was super busy, and I was the only nurse. So I was, you know, doing surgeries, and then I was, you know, filling up vaccines, and I was ordering stock and post op calls and anaesthetic. I mean, it was yeah, it was pretty full on. But the team there that did the the dermatology side of things were brilliant, and they spent a lot of time teaching and nurturing and and kind of filling in all the gaps that I'd kind of missed out because I'd skated away from it when I was a student because I just thought god this is boring and actually it turns out it's very interesting (laughs) I knew it was busy but not to that level so there is absolutely Mm. space for veterinary nurses to hunker down in that niche and make dim yeah so much more nurses can do you know, we had a CO2 laser, which I think only a few practices in the UK actually have. Um, so we were doing feet surgeries and patients, you know, you would expect that they would stay in for a few days to go home the same day. So there was lots of really quite exciting, innovative things that they were doing in the practice that I had never seen before. And I've worked in referral for over 10 years. That's amazing. I just find it really interesting. It goes to show exactly why we need to talk about dermatology nursing more, because there's such an opportunity. And this could mm-hmm. have a massive impact on animal welfare, because as we know from the patients we see with skin problems, it can be so debilitating and difficult for the carers as well, can't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I was really lucky. Like I said, the practice was very good to run with me and my ideas. And very quickly, I turned the practice into a kind of, tradi- I would say traditional referral, into a more nurse-led practice. So the nurses were, you know, admitting patients, discharging patients doing post-op checks, they were doing intradermal skin testing and and then reading those and interpreting those. We introduced uh, rush therapies so that instead of clients coming back multiple times, we would kind of introduce them to immunotherapy over the course of one day, which is more convenient to the clients. But all of these things are nurse-led and we were able to just get on with that. So there's a lot that nurses can do if, I guess, the practices are on board with releasing that to nurses, I think. It's so fantastic to hear. Thank you. If you could give one piece of advice for nurses considering a referral career or getting into referral, what would your advice be? I think I would say it's not scary. Definitely give it a go. There's nothing to lose. But I think I would say from my experience, I would say to play around in different areas, experiment, Find out what works for you and what keeps your interest and then pursue that. And then, you know, don't be afraid to re-experiment as your career matures and your interests change or, you know, you want to try different things because maybe working in ECC doesn't work for you when you've a family and two children and maybe a slightly different referral role would be better. So there's lots of things for, for people to do within referral and 
I, I think I would say some of the best nurses I've seen come into referral are the ones that don't have degrees. They're the ones that do the vocational training. They're very practical. They're very hands-on. And when they come in, I've always found practically, obviously there are exceptions to this, but generally they're much more practical based and hit the floor running at that little bit quicker. Um, so don't be disparaged and, and you know try it. And if it doesn't work, you know, there's many other things you can try. My name is Emma Vince. I'm currently one of the senior theatre nurses at OptiVet Referrals in Hampshire. The question most people want to know with these conversations is how did you get into referral? It was possibly a little bit uh, long-winded. So I first wanted to go to referral fairly soon after I qualified as, as a, an RVM and attempted to um, get into another local referral centre near here. But um, I was unfortunately unsuccessful in obtaining an interview due to more experienced nurses with certification applying to the role at the time. I then went away and did 15 months as a head nurse in a startup practice before really thinking, actually, no, this, this wasn't right for me. I still wanted to go into referral to explore mainly my interest in anaesthesia and delivering that to the best possible standard I could. I knew the job came up at OptiVet Referrals, uh, knowing a nurse that worked here uh, at the time. So I applied for the role and they were quite busy at the time. So it, it was a little bit of a wait before I heard from them. And I was really um, thinking that I hadn't achieved the role uh, because I'd been so tired from 13 days solid working in my previous role that I just thought I'd messed up the interview, but I was so excited when they phoned and said that I, I had the role. I was ecstatic and I couldn't wait to start. And I haven't looked back since, since uh, and that's seven and a half years ago now. That's amazing. I think it's kind of testament that one door closing or not opening at that interview is not the, well, I need to give up. I need to stop altogether. And I imagine the skills that you acquired in the time as a head nurse have probably stood you in good stead for your career moving forward. I believe it did. The responsibilities of that role certainly helped me in my interview. Uh, and I think any nurse is thinking about going into a referral should think about what responsibilities they have in practice as well, especially as a work in practices that do ECC, uh, so their own out of hours. I think that's definitely good to to get involved with those critical cases as that will just show that you do have that experience. Um, and even in practices that don't have that out-of-hours care, you certainly have cases walking through the door presenting as emergencies that will, if you can think back to those, it will certainly help you out when you go for that interview and referral. In terms of referrals, you're currently in ophthalmology, doing lots of anaesthesia. Did you know ophthalmology was going to be the one? No. I did not. So when the job came up at, at OptiVet, I, I thought, you know, it's primary ophthalmology. I wasn't sure. And then I came in and saw actually the nurses were getting really involved with these cases. And to take a, an animal in, for example, where a, a diabetic cataract where that's a sudden onset blindness, the nurses then um, take them in, prepare them for surgery. They do intensive medication afterwards with these cases. And the ones that walk out of the door a visual at the end of that that's a really good feeling to know that you've helped that animal turn that corner because they can be really stressed 
from that sudden onset blindness and they're different dogs when they walk out of that door and it is actually really rewarding at the end of the day. It's so important that we remember that even if you're in a particular niche in referral those things that you learn about body systems about diabetes for example in your primary care actually have impacted your referral nursing and, and how we do that as well. There's definitely a symbiosis I think between the two. It's perhaps taking that case and saying it isn't just ophthalmology they quite often have concurrent conditions so your other nursing skills with those um, other body systems do come in handy even in a kind of non-multidisciplinary referral you still get to use those skills. It's so true it's so true and I've loved working in referral and I think you just learn so much and it's a continuous process isn't it? It is, and you get to be involved. The specialists I work with certainly here at Optivet are very open to nurses discussing the cases. And, you know, if an animal is not quite compliant with a particular treatment, the nurses might offer up a suggestion and they'll think about that and sometimes actually say, yeah, that's a good idea and go with that. You don't always get that everywhere. We're quite lucky here to have that input with our cases. What one piece of advice would you give nurses considering a referral career? I'd say go for it. Um, even if you're not successful the first time, if you have that passion within you, it's going to shine through in your interview eventually. So don't get disheartened if you get turned away to start with. Just keep going for it. You'll get there in the end. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vet Times podcast. It's been really interesting to hear about the disciplines and referral careers and how accessible they really are to nurses across the board. We hope you enjoyed the conversations and we look forward to bringing you more in the future.